What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. Hey, this is Pat Francis of the Rock Solid Podcast, and you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars. I'm part of the dynamic duo. My name is Gomez, and I have my partner in crime, Brian Colburn, with our special guest, Justin Panic from Talking Giants. Welcome, guys. What's up? What's up? Gomez, Brian, thank you so much for having me. I'm big fans, first of all. You know, Brian, I know I, I was on Toon Styles a while ago with you, and that was awesome. I honestly, that was like the proudest moment that I've had kind of like as a, as a podcast, coming on and talking about music, which is awesome. And the concept of the show, you know, I, I'm not a, 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 an avid listener of a bunch of music podcasts, but the idea of this show, just coming together and mashing just a bunch of different songs and coming up with like a greatest hits and giving your explanations as to why I love the concept of the show. I am big fans of what you do. The ACDC episode was my favorite. You know, ACDC was my first concert. Um, so that's my favorite episode that you've done so far. And Brian, I, I, I voted for your playlist. I voted right. for your playlist, Brian, and I've listened to, to the most on Spotify, that specific playlist. So I'm honored to be here. And uh, thanks for having me. I'm big fans of you guys. Thank you. Well, I've been listening to Talking Giants since uh, I first discovered the podcast. I think what you and Bobby Skinner do, obviously, the three of us here are all Giant fans. So to the playlisters out there that are listening that aren't Giants fans, you could probably skip the next 30 seconds or so, but I will say this sports talk is tough in the podcast world. There are so many that you could sift through. There are so many giant podcasts that you could sift through and the chemistry that you and Bobby Skinner have on the air is very relaxed and it's biased as we're all fans of the team, but it never comes across heavy handed. Like you're talking down to the listeners. And that's something that's very hard to balance in sports radio. So I tip my hat to you guys because it is my favorite sports podcast. And obviously my favorite giants podcast as well. No, thank you. Thank you. I mean, we have a lot of fun doing it. And I, I, I think that's why it kind of comes off kind of natural. And when the two people are friends, when the two people can kind of get off and, talk to each other on the phone and you know he's from florida from new jersey i wish we can see each other but you know when we can get off the show get on the phone and just talk for a little while longer and be friends and just be casual friends i think that comes off behind the microphone as well and on air and uh that's definitely what we try to replicate and you know the giants uh hopefully this year they give us a little bit more of a reason to be happy when we talk to each other rather than the last couple of years. It's been kind of rough, but uh, we're excited. We're excited for where the show's going. We're excited for where the team is headed. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for having me. I'm big fans of you guys. And am I the first non-music analyst slash specialist to appear on Playlist Wars? That's my question. Um, I kind of want to say yes. 
Yes. Definitely from the sports universe. Yes. Uh, we've had Chris from the Film Exiles, which is a movie podcast on. And then Drummer Jay is not a podcaster, nor is uh, Doug Miller, our, our friend from high school. He's They're both just great on mic. They should be podcasters, but you are the first in the sports world. And our topic is, are you, are you sitting down? The greatest sports anthems. So... Justin, I think this is something that's near and dear to your heart, having been to many sporting events over the years. Mm -hmm. Now, the three of us have each individually created a playlist of our top 10 favorites, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior to now. Throughout the episode, we're each going to reveal our track one through track tens one by one and craft what we each feel is the perfect sports anthem playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the playlisters to vote via the link in our show notes or on playlistwarspodcast.com to decide which one of the three of us got it right. And in those same show notes or on the website, you can also listen to each of our playlists just in case you want to quote unquote here where we're coming from. Now, something we learned in season one, some of the topics we have really welcome a vast amount of options for your song choices. Sports anthems, believe it or not, is a much smaller playing field than I was thinking when I when I first started looking into this. So the chances for crossovers and trifectas tonight, I feel like might be a little higher than, let's say, the Rolling Stones, who have 30 something studio albums to choose from. Well, we'll see about that one, Brian. <laughs> yeah, we will. So, Justin, <laughs> why don't you kick us off with your sports playlist? Track one. Track one. A familiar tune, really should be to all sports fans, but particularly if you've ever been to a New York football Giants game. My track one, Hell's Bells by yes. ACDC. Yes. There we go. That's probably the first trifecta we're going to have right now. <laughs> that's that's how, I mean, you have to lead it off with that because even if you haven't been to a Giants game or even like if you've been to a, like your favorite sporting event and maybe they don't play this before the game, but still, you know, think about before kickoff, before tip-off, before first pitch. Anyway, you just it's quiet and you have the bells bong bong. Now, whenever I hear it, it's one of those things where I'm quiet. I'm not saying a word. I'm not on my phone, but my left leg is going up and down and I got the restless leg syndrome and I'm ready to go out there and I'm ready to, you know, take someone's head off, especially I'm on a football field. So that's how I'm leading it off before kickoff. That's how the New York football giants lead off every game. And that's my track one hell's bells, ACDC. All right. Well, I will say it is on my list too. But I will say that it's my, I would end it with Hell's Bells, you know, ending it with going crazy, going nuts, enjoying the game, enjoying the team as we are all, all big Giants fans. But there's a little note on this one because, of course, Justin, I don't know if you realize in our, my, our podcast, Brian likes to do a lot of the covers because he is really the music nerd, which, you know, he knows a lot about music where I come in. As a video game junkie and movie junkie and also a sports not to boot too. So I do have to say there is a couple of movie films that definitely introduced this song. And we're going to go back to 1986, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Mm -hmm. Okay, a little horror flick starring Emilio, a young Emilio Estevez before he became Gordon Bombay. And then when you think about it, around probably 98 and 2010, Trevor Hoffman, that was his entrance music theme as an MLBer. And, and, and 
as a New Yorker and a big New York Giants fan <laughs> and a even bigger New York Rangers fan, those damn New Jersey Devils, of course, had to use it too, mm. which should be banned from their playlist. But unfortunately, it was on there. But great song, great tune. It is my number 10 officially. Brian, what about you? All right. Well, we have our first trifecta of the night. Now, here are my notes. Kickoff music for New York Giants home games. And my next note, sorry, Gomez, any card-carrying New York football Giants fan that doesn't kick off his playlist with this song is wrong. Whoa. Shots fired. (laughs) And I also put right underneath that, while you're at it, cover your ears, Gomez. The New Jersey Devils use this song to introduce the team. So... (laughs) We agree on that one. (laughs) The song reached number 50 on the Billboard U.S. mainstream rock chart. So believe it or not, not a top 40 hit. Now, regardless of the New York Giants connection, the song just resonates through a stadium. I mean, seriously, that opening bell, you could use it from anything, any sport. It captures people's attention. And look, ACDC is a band that is ready made for stadium anthems, which is why their live concerts are in friggin' stadiums. You could choose pretty much any ACDC track, Thunderstruck, Highway to Hell, Back in Black, Dirty Deeds. I could take 10 ACDC songs and say, this is my stadium anthems playlist, and I could have a plausible shot at winning this episode. Absolutely, yeah. But with that being said, Check out our season one ACDC episode with Pat Francis of the Rock Solid podcast because we dive into Hell's Bells and many other ACDC songs like Justin mentioned before. But we got our first trifecta of the night. Hell's Bells, ACDC, absolutely love it. And on top of it, it doesn't matter if it's the first one or your last one. No, no, no. ACDC. No, no, it is right. Listen, (laughs) just because of that, I hope you lose now. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. I know, man. Come on, keep this civilized. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, as a Giants fan, you're absolutely wrong. I love the pick, but no, I'm not. You don't kick off at the end of the game unless it's overtime, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, listen, no matter what, even if you're a Giants fan or not, you're still gonna have enjoying the song. And on top of it, yes, they do kick it off, but on the other hand, when you want to hear it say at halftime, what are you gonna do? Gonna go to Thunderstruck, maybe? <laughs> So come on. That's on season one, too, guys. (laughs) All right. Well, Gomez, because that was your track 10, you still have to give your track one. So what do you got for us? All right. So my track one, not a huge basketball fan, but I always did enjoy the true goat of the sports. And his initial start with MJ, Michael Jordan. Wasn't a huge Chicago Bull fan, but I always loved when they're being announced. And that was uh, serious. The Alan Parsons project known as the Chicago Bulls theme entrance. I call this one the Alan Parsons project project. Yes. Okay. (laughs) But it was probably one of the most iconic entrances in basketball. He also did a little nudge since it was on the last dance. He goes, look, I'll get a little payment out of that one now for that. <laughs> so for me, it is definitely the Alan Parsons project. It is a series as the Chicago Bull theme song entrance is my number one. Justin. All right. That song did not make my list. And oh. frankly, you know, I'm a youngin. So Gomez, both of your songs that you brought up so far, I have even no, I have no reference of no, I mean, maybe, maybe the first, maybe the first song I do, but especially, you know, MJ, I didn't grow up with MJ. 
So I am I I'm showcasing and really showcasing my 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 lack of uh age here. But that's okay. That's understandable. But as long as you tell me you know, the other name, I don't want to ever mention. I even banned my daughter from the second movie of it because I want nothing to do, and I'm not supporting him. He's not a true goat. And that's Tom Brady. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no, no. T- listen, Space Jam Two. Yeah, Space Jam yeah. Two. I, I've too. seen it. I'm not gonna lie. Worst movie ever. <laughs> wow. I guess tell us how you really feel. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Gomez, Sirius didn't make my list either. And here's the reason why. I love the pick. It is a fantastic sports anthem. And I get the whole connection to Chicago Bulls. I crafted my playlist to be both a sports anthem playlist as well as a playlist that I could listen to outside of a sports stadium. So as much as I enjoy the track that you picked there, if it came on in my car, I would probably hit next and go to the next song because I'm just not a huge fan of the song outside of the sports arena. But otherwise, it's a great pick for the use that you picked it for. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Justin, we're up to you for track two. Track two. And Brian, I think I, I, think I actually kind of formed my playlist in a very similar fashion. One that you can kind of listen to inside the stadium, but then also getting ready to go into it. So my track two is Back, Back in the New York Roof by Ace Freely. You know, the New York football giants, we just, uh, I feel bad that we're, we're sticking this with the whole Giants theme, but, you know, we have our kickoff with Hell's Bells, and then you score your first touchdown, and then boom, we're back. We're back in the New York groove, and that's the song that plays after every touchdown the Giants have scored, and it's been like, I can't, I wish I could tell you the exact year that they started doing that, but, I'll Got tell you, it. since 2007, since 2007, they've been doing it at least since then, because that's when I started going to Giants games. So back in the New York Groove is my track, too. Great pick. I love it that you're going with uh, with the Giants team. Unfortunately, I did not do that. Did not make my list. But listen, it's a great song. Great tune. I totally admire it. Love it. Also, it's yeah, it's dating back to, I think, almost to 2000, I think, almost 99, 2000 more with that song. And I actually do remember it. But I cannot wait to see our brand new wide receiver catching those touchdowns this year. I'll just add that. <laughs> None of us Brian? can. <laughs> well, I actually, uh, I'm having my first guilt of season two because as soon as as soon as Justin said it, I went, "Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot back <laughs> in the New York groove." So with that, it did not make my playlist, and I say that with my head hung low because that is a fantastic pick, and. Damn it. Gomez, track two. So my track two. I actually, uh, as we were talking, I just changed it. I'm infamous for doing that too. <laughs> and I, I, I was in between two songs. That song Harlem Shake that we all heard for a short time and it got really annoying at one point. And I was like thinking right here as we were talking, I'm like, God, do I really want this annoying song? No. Uh, we do because people wouldn't vote for you then. <laughs> well, just because of that, they might love me more. But I decided to go back to an oldie but goodie. House of Pain, jump around. You you do hear it in every sports arena, not just in football or basketball. You do hear it in hockey and baseball. It is the old-time 90s song from back in the day. Truly uh, one of my favorites growing up. Anytime I heard it, either at the Giants game, at a Rangers game, even at Yankee Stadium, even though they're playing horribly now, I always admired that song because it got everyone going crazy in a stadium 
and I can still listen to it in the car 20 some odd years later in my now uh, no more tape decks, no more CDs. Now my Spotify or Amazon prime and they're not sponsors by the way. Um, Damn it. You know, I know. Well, yeah. You never know. Justin. That did make my playlist. That is number four. There we go. Number four on my playlist. It is one of the, the simplest, simplest, most effective songs of all time because it gives you a direct order and you can't help but do it. Yes. Well, folks, we have our second trifecta of the night. The fact that this song did not make my 90s hip hop playlist back in season one still haunts me to this day. It is my <laughs> track five. The track reached number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It was number 580 on Q Magazine's 1001 Best Songs Ever, number 24 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s, and number 66 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. The song features that distinctive horn fanfare intro, which was sampled from Bob and Earl's 1963 track Harlem Shuffle, Gomez, and also samples <laughs> Popeye the Hitchhiker by Chubby Checker. But it's best known for the high-pitched squealing sound, which the band did say was not sampled from Prince. But to this day, there remains a lot of controversy over if it was indeed a Prince sample and if the band was simply saying it wasn't to avoid having to pay the Purple One royalties. Mm. But regardless, the song is ready-made for sports, and the Detroit Tigers use this song every time someone hits a home run. So they've played it in the stadium three times in the last 20 years. <laughs> I also think this is in the rotation for post-Giants touchdown. This is in the rotation of you know post new york groove i think this is part yes. of it. i have heard I this it, song many a times at giant stadium and i and every time my hand goes up and i'm just bopping along with the song now i'm going to say something here cover version like, here we go no no dude oh, no, I'm no, not no, kidding. You gotta do, no 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 you gotta do your covers you're right in 2016 ksi covered the track <laughs> with waka flock of flame although they changed the lyrics and some of the other elements of the song it's a badass cover, dude. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I checked it out today and I immediately went and bought it. It was that good. I was like, this Wait a one you immediately bought ass. something that quickly? Yeah. All it took one listen, bought it. That's awesome. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's on my so homework we, list. That's on my to-do list right after the show ends. Definitely worth checking out. So we have two trifectas already. That's awesome. But now we're up to my track too. And again, this is the kind of music that I want to listen to in the car. The song I picked reached number 68 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it's not really a hit. So if any of the songs I picked tonight would be considered a deep cut using quote marks, this would be it. And I'm going with The Who, Eminence Front. You both are probably looking at me going, huh? Because you probably don't even know the song from the name alone. Negative Skeletor. But the song has been used as the intro music for the Dallas Mavericks since they adopted it in the 2000 2001 yeah. NBA season. Oh, wow. Mavericks yeah. marketing executive Matt Fitzgerald stated he was looking for a song with an instrumental introduction that builds to a crescendo in the same manner as the Alan Parson Project's Sirius. 
like what you mentioned is your track one Gomez. So mm-hmm. for me, this type of song resonates with me more than serious. Cause it's got that rock groove. It's probably the only good song on the album that it's from by the who. And it's just a fantastic tune. I'm guessing I'm alone on this pick, but if you don't know it, I highly suggest you check it out. Eminence front by the who. Um, sorry, Brian did not make my track list. Uh, but now listening to what you were saying, now I kind of remember, you know, the Mavericks, unfortunately, like I said, I'm not a huge NBA guy now anymore. Basketball for me kind of faded when Jordan Bird, everyone kind of retired. Mm-hmm. All the real good basketball players besides Kobe. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe. I will say that besides Kobe. Okay. I will say that basketball is totally not what it used to be back in the day. All right, Justin, did it make your list? It did not. Surprisingly. Not so I'm list. shocked. I, I am. I am shocked. I'm a little hurt, a little sad, but mostly shocked. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Here, I got something for you. Yeah, some tissues. Right. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Justin, track three. Track three. All right. So, I, I, I kind of, I'm going for a vibe with, uh, you know, with my playlist. You know, playlist slash album, if you want to call it. But play, going for a vibe, with my playlist. The number four was a little bit of hip hop. Number three is going to go with a little bit of a similar trend. My track three, Trick Daddy featuring Lil John and Twista. Let's go crazy train remix. Okay. Love that pick. Oh my God. Good one. So I'm not typically a hip hop rap guy. And um, uh, whoever makes the playlist wars on Spotify, if you can maybe put the clean version of this song up, if it's available, uh, cause <laughs> the be regular me. version is a little bit vulgar, but, uh, the clean version kind of does it for me, but neither here nor there, I believe it was released in 2002. I'm going to kind of go off of both of your spiels here, both built talking about billboard charts and then featuring in movies reached number seven on the billboard hot 100. It was trick daddy's most successful single of his career sampled crazy train, of course, and Gomez. It was featured in Drumline. It was featured yes. in, in the movie Stomp the Yard. It was featured yep. in Neighbors and then also in an extended trailer of Megamind in 2010. So there yeah. you go. Um, this is one of those songs where I can head. It's it's a, you know, crazy train remix, but hip hop. But I also bob my head to it back and forth, back and forth. Everybody Got to him. the floor. So that's uh, that's my track number three. Great pick. I uh, love it because. First of all, the Stomp the Yard and Drumline were actually two of my favorite movies in my top 100. They're there. And I'll say it was a great pick. It did not make my track list, unfortunately, but it's honorable mentions for me. All right. Well, just because it's been mentioned that this is the Crazy Train remix, I'm just going to drop my track six, and that is Ozzy's Crazy Train. Hmm. Okay, so we are going to do that then. We are going to do that because we're talking about Ozzy. Okay, so, well, then I got to, when you're done, I got to do that for myself then. Well, okay, well, then obviously we know we got some kind of a trifecta with an asterisk here. Mm-hmm. But yes. it, in 1981, the song reached number nine on the Billboard Top Tracks chart and number six on the Billboard Bubbling Under the Hot 100 chart. It was rated the ninth greatest guitar solo ever by readers of Guitar World magazine and was also ranked ninth by VH1 on the list of the 40 greatest metal songs finally in 2009 it was named the 23rd greatest hard rock song of all time also by vh1 which is the highest placement by a solo artist on that list 
Crazy Train is a song that's meant for stadiums. I've seen Ozzy perform at Giant Stadium back on the, when it was OzFest. I've seen him perform it in the stadium. I've heard it at countless Giant games. It just fits the sports mood. It's a perfect song for it. It's a song that is heavy, but also has a pop feel. So it relates to the masses. A lot of the songs we're talking about tonight, when you think about stadium anthems, people are going to go, oh, well, these are a bunch of songs that everybody knows. Well, that's why they're stadium anthems because everybody knows them. They work as well for the kids in the audience, as well as the 70 year old that have been there over the decades following these teams. As far as cover versions, Pat Boone covered the track on his 1997 album in a metal mood. No more Mr. Nice guy, which would eventually go on to serve as the theme song to the Osborne's reality show. And finally on Weezer's last album, the track Blue Dream plays homage to Crazy Train by reworking the riff into the song. And with that comes a shameless self-plug. Go back to season one. We do a crossover with the Itch Rock Radio and Podcast, and we talk all about Weezer. I guested on their show, and they came on and did a Playlist Wars battle with us. So if you want to hear a lot more about Weezer, that's the place to go. But we're not talking about Weezer right now. We're talking about Ozzy. Gomez. Where does it land on your list? So, Mr. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, he is actually ranked number eight on my track list. All right. Number eight. So, for me, it's a great song. Takes me back to when I was 5,000 pounds less and then a lot better in shape and pushing people off the line. I was one of my, uh, actually, and then we'll take it back to a, a, a CD player. It was on my list on my CDs to the, get hyped up for a game. Mm-hmm. And you go a little bit crazy. And, you know, we heard it at Giants games, Giants Stadium, still known as uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that that stuff. It's just great. And Brian took everything I was about to say anyway, but <laughs> it was a great song. Can't go wrong with it, though. All right. Now, now I have to ask Justin, did the actual Crazy Train make your list as well? Or is it just the Trick Daddy remix? Just the Trick Daddy remix. All right. Gomez, we're back to you for your track three now. So track three, I, I did go a little hip hop again. Brian, you know me very well. And you know me as a huge Lincoln Park fan. No, I did not go with any Lincoln Park song, but I did go with Fort Minor. Remember the name with co-lead vocalist Mike Shinoda in this one. Came out the 2005 album. It was one of those songs that rose to the top pretty good. And it became a theme song for the 2007 NBA playoffs and a 2008 NBA draft. Also was featured in a couple of video games. EA Sports, and of course, again, NBA Live 2006. Also was the opening video package for WrestleMania 32. Won a Grammy 2 in 2008. Was in the Great Iron Gang and Friday Night Lights TV shows uh, in 2006. And unfortunately, I made this other movie that um, the remake in 2010, The Karate Kid. I don't know why, but that was in there too. But great song, has this awesome beat. And one of the lines that always stick out is, he doesn't need his name up in lights. You know, he doesn't want to be like that huge superstar, but he's going to be that guy. Like Daniel Jones this year. Mm. I'm all about this song, and I feel it's just a great theme for anybody who's coming up into sports as a player, as a sportscaster, as anything. It's just one of those great songs that I truly, truly love. Yeah, it's a definite chest pumper, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. uh, for a hip-hop tune. 
Uh, unfortunately, did not make my list. I went elsewhere with my hip hop picks, but I love the pick and uh, unfortunately did not make mine. Justin? No, it did not make my list either. I mean, this is a song, but, you know, about to find the odds and uh, love it, but mm-hmm. it did not make my list. My my hip hop songs are done. All right. So now, Gomez, we're up to my track three and I'm about to surprise you. Oh, boy. I can't wait. You ready? I'm ready. Brian Colburn's going techno. What? Right? Yeah. Yeah, drop the mic on that one. Holy. All right. Let me know it. Let me know it. This track reached number 56 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. In 2017, BuzzFeed listed it as number 37 in their list of the 101 greatest dance songs of the 90s. And it's Republica, ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. The Daily Vaults, Alfredo Navarez, stated that the song is one of the best examples of pop mixing techno, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, and every other noise you can think of, and yet it sounds great. The only reason I almost removed it, but I don't care because I love the tune so much, the Boston Red Sox usually play this song at Fenway before the games begin as the managers have their meeting at home plate. (laughs) Now, as a card-carrying fan of the New York Yankees, I'm supposed to go on a rampage about how much I hate the Boston Red Sox and yada, yada, yada. But this is about music, and this song kicks ass. And I honestly have no hate for any other team as long as they're not playing the Yankees. If they're playing the Yankees, I don't like them. If they're not playing the Yankees, I don't wish any ill will on them. But that's just kind of the person I am when it comes to sports. But regardless, this song kicks ass. Good pick, Brian. I do like it. Techno wise, I, I was never, I'll never thought I'd hear that you say that <laughs> as long as I live. Really threw me for a loop on that one, though, Brian. Great pick, but it did not make my list, unfortunately. Justin? No, it did not make my list either. And I honestly thought you were going to go with like something with Daft Punk. No. You no, know, they, they, I, I feel like they have a few songs that could go, uh, a little bit like a stadium anthem sports anthem kind of deal. And I thought yeah. I, that's what I was guessing, but no, your song did not make my track list. Now this is one of those songs. When I say Republica, most people go who, and then when they hear it, they go, Oh, I know that song. And it's just one of those. it's played at so many sports. I've seen it at the Somerset Patriot games, which is a uh, minor league baseball team here in New Jersey, New York Yankees, minor league team. Yes. Now they are. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it at giant stadium. I've seen it at hockey games. I've heard this song so many different places that I feel more people know it than they realize. So that's my track three. So, Justin, your track four was House of Pain's Jump Around. Gomez, we're back to you for track four. So my track four, I went with something a little different. I did not go techno wise with my songs at all. But I went with Wolf Mother, Joker and the Thief, an awesome, awesome song that you if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. The, the entrance of the song. I don't know. Something about this song gets me a little bit hyped up as I am right now. And it's been in a couple of good movies. The most famous movie is The Hangover. Mm. When they are counting cards on blackjack, trying to get $80,000 or something for uh, to getting dug back. <laughs> so that's in that movie. It was also in the Jackass number two movie. That's where I was going to say, yep. Impractical Jokers, the movie. Yep. Uh, Here Comes the Boom movie. And a couple of video games. Uh, like I said, NHL 14, MLB 07, the show. Need for Speed, Carbon, uh, another great game. It's also, uh, it's actually the Chicago uh, home game song before kickoff. 
they'll blast it up nice and loudly and everyone's enjoying them. It's also the Kansas State Wildcats song, too, when they're doing introductions for the team, for the men's football team and basketball team. Love the pick. That's my track nine. Reach number 27 on the Billboard U.S. Mainstream Rock Songs. This is one of those songs, again, like Republica, when you say, oh, Wolf Mother, unless they're big rock fans, they're not a household name. But this song is a household song. And the riff, the bop, 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 it is ready made for sports. Perfect, perfect pick. I love it. It's my track nine. Even though Dub Bears use it as a kickoff song, <laughs> I have heard it at many and many a Giant Games as well, and I love hearing it at Giant Games. I always rock out when they play that one. This is an awesome song, and I remember it in MLB 07, the show. I used to play, like, uh, I had a PSP. Um, oh, yes. The, the yes. PlayStation Portable. And, uh, you know, this, I, I guess this song would come up on there, and that's where I had that game. I love the energy of the song, but it is not on my list bummer ah uh, that's okay i'm regretting All right it. i'm regretting it so we're up to my track four now and this is one i actually can't believe i'm saying but a good song is a good song and that's where i'm gonna leave it dropkick murphy's i'm shipping up to boston i get it i get it i get it we're all giant fans here and oh my doing, god what are you what are you just, doing to us just listen okay I know the Patriots frequently use the song during home games. Obviously. However, so does Notre Dame's Fighting Irish. So this song does have a plus in my book. The song has been used to open <laughs> UFC's pay-per-view events and has been used throughout the NBA, obviously the Boston Celtics. The Philadelphia Flyers use it in the NHL, which is interesting. Yeah, because Philadelphia is confused. That's, that's yeah, right. yeah, they're they're very confused. Look at what they have as a football team, as a hockey team, and as a baseball team. Oh, wait, do they have a basketball team? Oh, yeah, you do. They're all the way in the bottom. <laughs> and and I bet you guys didn't know that this is also used in darts. North Irish player Brendan, the history maker Dolan uses this as his walk-on theme for professional dart corporation events. So it doesn't get more sports than that. It was the band's highest charting single reaching number one on the billboards, us bubbling under hot 100. And look, Gomez, I don't think it made your playlist by the angered reaction. So I'm just going to say it, it gained worldwide attention for its use in the departed, which in turn boosted the band's popularity. Although I think Dropkick Murphys were destined for greatness with or without the departed. It's a bad ass song. I tip my hat to the people up in Massachusetts and Boston because it's a kick ass anthem that if I was a new England Patriots or Boston Red Sox fan, I would be thrilled to rock out to this song. Even though I'm not the fact that it's such a great tune and it is played in sports all over and and darts and darts and darts so track four justin this is not on my list and frankly brian i'm getting concerned um the amount of times that we're referencing positive boston things now granted you know i love the patriots the patriots have provided me two of the best days of my life i have nothing Mm -hmm. against the patriots the more tom brady wins the better eli manning looks but you know i am also a new york janky fan 
and yes, I said janky. Um, that's just I like the way I like the, <laughs> there are some people in the Bronx, the, 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 the New York Jankies, and I like the way that people say it. So, yes, I am Jankies. a janky fan. And the fact that we're referencing Boston too many times is, is giving me a little bit of Aja. Yeah, I, you know, from a this is the toughest part of this playlist for me, because, again, as a sports fan, I roll my eyes. But as a music fan, mm-hmm. It's a badass song. So I went with leaning towards the music listeners and trying to reel them in and trying to go outside of the New York groove here that you guys have, that the three of us have as New York fans. No pun intended. Yes. Yeah. Going for the votes with that one. But it's also one of my favorite Dropkick songs. So there you go. what can I say? Justin, my track five was House of Pain's Jump Around. So we're back to you for yours. All right. Track five. Def Leppard. Poor some sugar on me. And frankly, I love songs that kind of punch you in the face. And especially this song in the beginning, next few of my songs have a, have a punchy in the face moment, but especially to begin, you know, this uh, step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe, Hey, Hey, punch in the face. And it just gets you ready to rock and roll. And uh, a little bit of a longer song, but guess what? It's a song that everybody knows. And you could sing along with the chorus. Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me is my track five. Gomez. Uh, it's a good pick. Uh, unfortunately, did not make mine. Uh, it would have made my strip club list if it was on there. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Um, no, but it's a great song. It is a good punch in the face song. And that's one of those good classic sports theme songs. I did love it, but it did not make my list. Unfortunately, didn't make mine either, but it did reach number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 right behind Richard Marks. Hold on to the Knights. Dude, do you know he's married to Daisy Fuentes? I did not know that until then. Richard Marks' Twitter feed is absolutely a masterpiece. If you don't follow Richard Marks on Twitter, you have to. He is friggin' fantastic on Twitter. It's just awesome stuff. Dude, I follow Daisy Fuentes. Okay. but Unfortunately, (laughs) it didn't make my list, but it is a perfectly, it's a perfect example of what a stadium anthem is. It caters to the masses. And when you're at a sporting event, you want to get the kids and the adults all together involved. And this song just screams that. So I love the pick, Justin. Absolutely love it. Gomez, track five. So track five. Uh, I had a little hard time with track five. I'm not going to lie. But I ended up picking up, I think, which actually is a very good one. Went with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis with Ray Dalton. Can't hold us down. True, true sleeper hit. It got a lot of attention in 2002. It reached number one in the top 100 billboard, uh, making their second number one hit in the United States. It was nominated for the best music video in the 56 annual Grammys in 2014. It was actually the most streamed song in 2013 in Spotify, but it did become the official song for the Seattle Seahawks. Every time they scored a touchdown, Pete Carroll is a big fan of Macklemore and they became buddies and that's how the song became the official touchdown for them. And it's a great song. It's, I, I truly love it. And I think, you know, it's one of those songs. I feel like if you're down by like a touchdown or three points, this song will get you back up and get you going. Justin, not on my list. It made my, if I were to make an honorable mention list and, and songs I was thinking about, it did make that Pete Carroll's a weird dude. He is a really weird how dude. Did that, how did that relationship happen? <laughs> how did like how did that come about? Hey, hey, Sierra, you know, Russell Wilson's wife. Hey, Sierra, 
uh, you know, Macklemore, I kind of, I'm a big fan. I kind of like, well, how did that happen? That's so strange. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I think he is from uh, Macklemore, I think is from the Seattle area. Oh, so so maybe Macklemore wanted to meet Pete Carroll. I, that's maybe. odd. I wouldn't put it past Pete Carroll to request to meet Macklemore, though. I would not put it past. <laughs> Neither would I, but it's, it's kind of interesting, though. But I mean, uh, I thought it was a great I thought it was a great tune for uh, yeah. for a while. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of thrift shop, but I don't think that really holds a I don't think that holds a place in the stadium anthem. I I do enjoy the tune. I actually just got the full CD recently and listened to it all the way through. It's actually a fantastic album that I had never heard all the way through other than the hits. It's a really really good one. Unfortunately, did not make my list. Sorry, Gomez. That's okay. Sad. This is why we're called Playlist Wars, not Playlist yeah. Buddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're here at track six, which I used up for Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Justin, what do you got for us? Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight. Long song, long song, but I feel like, especially if we're flipping over the track, you know, we're getting started towards the second half of the playlist. A longer song that, again, has a moment that punches you in the face after a little bit of downtime, a little bit of downtime. It's just a song that builds up to one part um, in the air tonight. You know, it's going to set up the second half of my playlist and uh, particularly a song that I would like to hear maybe before a game or during halftime. Yes. Unfortunately did not make my track list. Really? I love the pick. No, it did not. Wow. I figured I have- that was a shoe in for you. <sighs> to be honest with you, I had a hard time again. Brian, I got to see a little bit of your thunder. You already did with me already with seeing one of my thunders on movies. I love Phil Collins in the air of the night. It played very well for Miami Vice in their, in their, as their show was coming aboard on the in 1980s. Well, that was but on I your did, road trip playlist, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That's why it was on my that list. But I do like the non-point version in the air tonight, too, which I think would be a great hype up song during a game, too. Both great songs, both great artists. Also, another cover song was from the uh, Proto Men that was in the Cobra Kai season three ending. Yes. Mm. yes. So that's another great version because I feel like they incorporated Phil Collins' voice in the song too on top of it towards the end. Like you, you, you feel like you hear him in, that, in the ending of the song. Great pick. I love it. But unfortunately, it was a hard honorable mention. It would be in my number 12 on my track list. Yeah, did not make my list. I absolutely love the tune, but it didn't make my road trip list either. I don't know. Maybe Gomez, when we do that strip club episode, you mentioned, maybe it'll fit in there somehow. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That would be interesting. Anyway, that's a totally different topic. Gomez track six. (laughs) And both of our wives would smack us upside the head for that one. Yeah. Track six for me. I went with American badass by kid rock. Why the hell not? First of all, you know what I mean? He had a gimmick with that song. It was awesome. We're playing an American sport, football. Can't go wrong with it. If you're a WWE slash back in the day, WWF 2000, the American badass theme for The Undertaker, I've mentioned to this actually a couple of times. It was an iconic thing for The Undertaker at that time. He came in with the Harley or his custom chopper, long jacket, showing that he is a true badass football teams especially the new york giants are badasses i'll tell you perfect way to start off the back of my track list number six kid rocks american badass did not make my list 
I do enjoy the song. I didn't believe it or not. I didn't think I would when I heard that it had sampled sad, but true by Metallica, but I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I kind of miss kid rocks rap rock phase because now he does more country stuff than the Ba with the Ba and American Badass and kind of the mm-hmm. heavier stuff that he did when he started. I kind of miss that. I but I I have a soft spot for rap rock. So I can't I can't hate on the pick, but it didn't make my list. Justin. Okay. Similar to Kid Rock in this song. I like ACDC and ZZ Top, but this song did not make my playlist. All right. Well, All with right. that being said, we're back to you for track seven on yours, Justin. Track seven. All right. The last song that I feel like is a punch in the face. Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Oh, now, Brian, I have a, I have a question for you because, you know, Wikipedia is a useful thing that you can just look up and you can find fun things. What's something that's interesting about this song in terms of how it relates to like the Billboard Top 100? Do you do you know? Not off the top of my head, because I will be honest with you. I was not a fan of Imagine Dragons radioactive until I heard Bullet for My Valentine's cover of it. Oh, then I became a fan of the song. And then I went back and listened to Inactive by Weird Al Yankovic. Shout out to Lauren (laughs) Beard Al podcast. (laughs) And then my daughter said, please, dad, listen to the original. And I, I have just recently come around to the original. So I don't know much about Imagine Dragons, but I would love to know. So fill me in. So your slow journey of getting, you know, liking this song and getting used to this song, I think it kind of matches, uh, you know, mo- most people because it broke the record for the slowest ascension to, into the top five in chart history for the Billboard 100. Huh. There you go. That's there you interesting. Go. So. Radioactive. Uh, I, I love how certain artists and certain bands. And I, I, I'm not a music buff. I don't consider myself a music buff. But Imagine Dragons. They mix multiple genres and how you Definitely. can get a rock song and then also kind of like a alternative and then like dubstep elements into into it too. And you get like the you know, the machine music, but also the the instrumental music as well. So uh, to, Dan Taminsky does that, by the way, in like one of his newer albums, Southern Gothic. I think it's called. But anyway, Imagine Dragons, Radioactive is my track number seven. Did not make my list, but Imagine Dragons, as I as I kind of went down the rabbit hole with them with my daughter, they have a lot of music that's ready made for stadiums. Their song Thunder, yep. I hear yep. a lot uh, over the PA systems during the 2020 NFL season because they obviously no one was in the stands, but they did play music. And I vividly remember hearing that song in the background many a times. And uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy the fact that they aren't just sticking to one genre and that they do kind of play around the field a little bit because I, I find that's kind of stuff creative. And uh, anytime you could take two genres that don't normally blend well together and make a nice, make something new out of it. I'm all for it. Gomez did not make mine as I'm not a huge uh, person that follows YouTube a lot, but when I do, I did hear one of the uh, Imagine Dragon songs in a Rangers playoff hype up song, which was unbelievable. And anybody who knows me, I'm a huge, like I said, New York Rangers fan. I'm looking forward to the season to start and I can't wait for football to start New York Giants too. So great song for both sports. So uh, unfortunately did not make my list though. All right. So what is your track seven then? So track seven, we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to take it back to the eighties and it's one of the most iconic 
entrances with probably one of the best guitarists in that era. Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Dragon will probably be very thankful that you picked that. I'll be honest with you. It will always, it has a soft spot for me when I played football. It was the song that when right before the game I would listen to and get ready to either pass protect or I'm running a run play where I'm going to beat you down to the ground is one of those songs I remember. And I would actually sing it on the line. And of course I'm the worst singer in history. Brian, you should know through my karaoke days. Yes, it is true folks. He is the worst singer ever. (laughs) Yes. And I always had to go after you too, (laughs) but it was also in one of the 90 movies and Brian, you might remember this one, the program. Oh yeah. That was in there when they were doing triple sessions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and takes us back to our days during triple sessions. Oh yes. So it's just one of those great iconic songs for me. Unfortunately, it did not make my list. My track seven, it was in that spot at one point, but I swapped it out probably about two hours before taping. Okay. So I would say that that now is my honorable mention, either 11 or 12. I love the song. It is ready meant for stadiums, but I went with a different band from that era that we'll get to in a second. But Justin, did it make your list? Number nine. All right. Nice. Number nine. Welcome welcome to the jungle. I was going back and forth between Paradise City and Welcome to the Jungle because sometimes, I mean, the the songs don't necessarily blur for me, but in terms of my equal level of pump up after I listen to them, it is about equal. Um, But I gave Welcome to the Jungle because it is definitely more fit for a stadium sports kind of vibe. All right. All right. My track seven that bumped Welcome to the Jungle reached number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100. And the opening of this song is custom built to amp up a stadium of fans. It's the song that serves as the entrance music to the greatest closer to ever play the game of baseball. The Sandman, Mariano Rivera of the New York Yankees, Metallica's Enter Sandman is my track seven. Of course, you steal my thunder. There's over 86 current cover versions of Enter Sandman listed. And now I'm going to go through them each one by one. No, (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Along with those 86, there are six more versions of Enter Sandman coming out on the Metallica Blacklist album, including Ghost and Weezer. However, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones covered it on their Where'd You Go EP, which was a lot of fun. Again, a shout out to our friend Lauren at the Beard Owl podcast. Weird Al Yankovic includes the song on his Polka Your Eyes Out Polka from Off the Deep End. And for the second time, I never thought I would mention Pat Boone more than once in an episode, but our man Pat Boone rocked the track out on his In the Metal Mood album. So yeah, Enter Sandman. I mean, those drums are the gold standard for when you talk about thunderous drums. And I'll never forget the last time that uh, Rivera walked out on the field with that playing in the background. And I'm such a big Yankees fan. It sits so well in Yankees history and it works in any sport. So it is my track seven. It's, it's a monster song. And it's something that my father, who's in his mid-70s, loves. And my kid, who's eight years old, loves. It just spans generations. Track seven. Well, it's kind of funny. That's my track number nine. Closing and your playlist out. Yeah, pretty much. I'm done. Truly awesome song. 
of course, it is the most iconic in sports with the New York Yankees when the Sandman comes out to close out the game for us, Mariano Rivera. And it was great to see Pennant, Posada, and Jeter take him out of the game too as his last pitch. And it's just one of those things that you remember. Hearing that song is not the only place, though, that it was played in, though. It also was the entrance theme song for the uh, Virginia Tech Hokies football mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. at Lane Stadium. So they used it. Um, also, Extreme Championship Wrestling is using it now, ECW Extreme, or they used it already. You know, Metallica has great songs, and this is just one of the greatest examples of sports songs entertainment. And I'll take the moment, because neither one of us did, is to plug our first episode was about Metallica. Oh, yeah. We talked at length about this on episode one. So if you are a Metallica fan, go all the way back to the beginning. Catch up with episode one. Please listen to all the episodes. But instead of plugging ourselves, Justin, did Enter Sandman make your list? This was probably the biggest mistake on my list. It did not. It did wow. not make my playlist. Wow. You know what? But now that I'm thinking of it, it I, I don't know if it, if it fits the vibe because obvi- obviously I think Enter Sandman is a, is a side two kind of track where you need to put it closer to the end. And I don't know if it fits my vibe necessarily. I would say it is the biggest mistake not finding a way to fit it in, though. I have to give you a fun fact, though, about myself personally. It's not a fact about the world. But, Brian, you're all about covers. Yeah. Turn the Page by Metallica is my Mm -hmm. favorite cover of all time. Wow. Fun fact. Yeah. I love love Bob Seger. I love the original version. But that is something. But Metallica's version of that song. And also the music video is phenomenal, too, because the way that it oh, tells a, a kind of a, a, an interesting story, a bad story, but an interesting story. Nonetheless, I love it so much. So that's a little fun fact about myself. Awesome. Awesome. So with that being said, Gomez is done for the night. You'll be able to chime in, but we know we're going to be getting no more trifectas. So only two trifectas in sports anthems. I'm actually surprised. I thought there would be a lot more, which is awesome because that means we're in three different directions here. So with that being said, Justin, we are up to you for your track eight. Track eight. This is a slam dunk. I had to include this. I hate myself for loving you by Joan Jett. And it is for a very specific reason. May not think that it's a sports anthem. It's not played in a lot of stadiums. However, if you're watching a Sunday night football every Sunday on NBC, you're hearing something that's similar. That's the song that this is the song that they sample it off of. Now, it was for a long time. They did it with Faith Hill and Pink. And, you know, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. I hate myself for loving you. It's, you know, they, mm-hmm. they sample. I think that's the correct word. They sample it. They went away from it for a little while. But I believe it was like two years ago or one year ago that they brought Carrie Underwood in with yes. Joan Jett. And Joan Jett is like part of the song and she's part of the promo. And I hope they continue to do that because that is the best version of the Sunday night football kind of song intro, whatever you have it before the game. So I hate myself for loving you. Joan Jett is my track eight. That song is an awesome, awesome pick. That's an outside the box pick, Justin. I'm very impressed with that. I love the Carrie Underwood version, believe it or not. I would love (laughs) to hear Carrie do a version of I hate myself for loving you because of how well she does the Sunday night football yeah. theme. I think it's fantastic. Unfortunately, did not make my list, but I love the pick. Gomez obviously did not make your list, but. No, it's a great pick. Uh, what could I say? It's Joan Jed and Carrie Underwood. Imagine those two hooking up for that song, huh? Faith Hill, the version that Faith Hill did. And I, I think great this, is, this yeah. is like, I don't know what year. It's probably like 
pre-2010, maybe around that time, you know, 2010, 2011, by the time the Giants won that their second Super Bowl, I think that's the best version. Faith Hill's version, she was phenomenal. And also, you know, as a 12-year-old kid, seeing her seeing her in leather, too, made me feel yeah. a certain way, too. So um, but that's, that's, besides the, that's besides the point. It doesn't matter if you're 12 or 50. It's, it's, that's on that's every guy's mind right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are up to my track eight. And this one is another song that I have spoken about at great length on one of our past episodes. So I'm just going to drop a couple of quick facts about the song. It reached number 15 on the U.S. Billboard bubbling under Hot 100 singles and number 18 on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock singles. Go back and check out our good friend from high school, Doug Miller, where we talk about this and plenty of other amazing Beastie Boys tunes. But my track eight, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Hmm, it's an interesting pick. When that buildup kicks in in the stadium, it psychs me up so much. I used to listen to that before football games. It just screams intensity. And it's one of those songs when he hits that opening scream of I can't stand it, it gets people pumped up. And it's a great psych up song. It's perfect for stadiums. It's perfect for sports. It's a great hype tune. Yeah, that's my uh, track eight. Yeah, I feel like you need for some sports anthems, I feel like, you know, you need a few different things. You, know, you need a chorus that maybe people or some part of a song that everybody can sing to, scream to. Um, and also like a catchy, particularly we're looking for a guitar riff here. And I think this song has definitely kind of got it. So I, I love it. You know, I kind of, we, we consider Beastie Boy hip hop rock. This always something that always kind of, as somebody who's not a non-music buff and somebody who also likes Shania Twain, by the way, where it's hard to put her in a genre first and right. last time I'll mention her. You know, what kind of category <laughs> do we put this song? Uh, Beastie Boys have literally bridged rock, hip hop, punk, hardcore all they it the beastie boys are a genre i love it i love that's it. the way i see it and they are deserving of the fact that you could call them a genre because of how much they expanded to what you would think hip-hop could do and they're such a great band i love them check out our episode on the beastie boys from season one but now we're up to track 10 gomez you wrongly closed yours with acdc's hell's bells like we talked <laughs> Listen, about Listen, you wrongly picked a couple of songs, too, so don't worry about it. We'll see. But now we have Justin in my track tens. So, Justin, our esteemed guest, why don't you tell us what you're closing things out with? I'm going to be shocked if we don't double up on this. Seven Nation Army by the White Strips. I feel like that is the perfect song to kind of close things out, because especially, you know, think about it it ends. It doesn't end on a on a, you know, it, it doesn't fade out. It ends on a hard note, you know, brown. The guitar and then you're ready to rock and roll or you know, you're ready to repeat the playlist over and over again which is what i hope you do after you listen to this episode so seven nation army white trips i will never get over no matter how many high school games you go to no matter how many college games you go to and i even have some friends that are in the band and i've been to a lot of their games and i sit right next to the band because i like to support them and no matter how many times you hear it i don't care i'm still gonna tap along to it get pumped up especially when you hear the you know the the actual song of it you know you get that drum in there you get the guitar going um it's always going to pump me up so seven nation army is going to wrap up my playlist i love the pick and justin i'm going to shock you that's not my track 10 it was in my playlist until an hour ago 
it was I, I replaced it with the who with Eminence Front. I had it as my track, too, and I switched it out because I wanted to include Eminence Front in there as soon as it it, it just dawned on me as I was getting ready to record. And I'm like, I, I love that song. I want to include it. What mm-hmm. what has to go? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Seven Nation Army, but I love the tune. It's very cliche, though, that it, that is the one. It, it's so cliche, and I can see it either turning people off because it's like, well, this is this is almost like the stereotypical sports anthem of because it's just played so much the you know, the drum beat in the beginning, it's just played mm-hmm. so much. So I can imagine people getting really tired of it, but I will never get tired of it. And I hope a lot of people also join me in never getting tired of it. Well, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's the exact logic that I used for my track 10. This track reached number one on the Billboard US mainstream top 40, becoming this artist's first number one single, which would remain there for 12 consecutive weeks. It also topped the charts in 19 other countries. So let's just say that, yeah, this song, everybody knows. And I closed my track list with Eminem's Lose Yourself. Awesome. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, the first hip-hop song to ever receive the award, and also won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Song and Best Rap Solo Performance. In 2004, it was one of only three hip-hop songs from the 21st century to be included on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, ranking the highest of those hip-hop songs at number 166. Rolling Stone also included it on its list of top 50 hip-hop songs of all time, and it's certified diamond by the RIAA and has been downloaded 10 million times in the United States alone. That opening guitar, you hear it, you know you're about to see something go down. Mm -hmm. The song is about getting psyched up. It screams sports anthem. My parents both enjoy the song and they're in their 70s and they're not hip hop fans, but they like that song for the fact that Eminem could bridge those genres is says a lot. Cover versions. Weird Al parodied it as Couch Potato on his 2003 Poodle Hat album. Shout out to our friend Lauren at the Beard Al podcast. And finally, a cover you would not expect. Not as good as the original, but definitely worth looking up. Sponge, if you remember them from the 90s, covered the song for their 2009 Hits and B-Sides Volume 1 release. But that closes out my track list. Eminem's Lose Yourself. Gentlemen, Hmm. any thoughts on that one? Well, it's a great pick. Don't forget the movie 8 Mile, too. I don't know if you mentioned that. Of course. Yeah, that. that, Um, It's a great song. I just, I don't know. Couldn't put it on a playlist. Justin? You know, typically, uh, and this is partially because of my just bias towards classic rock and, you know, maybe a little bit of, you know, country, but obviously you don't put country on a sports anthem playlist, but I wouldn't consider this part of like a sports anthem playlist, but thinking about it, especially with the guitar riff in the beginning and the ability, especially your, the last few songs of your, of your, of your track list, the ability to merge genres that's absolutely awesome and lose yourself absolutely does does do it opening guitar riff and a part that you can kind of sing along to those are the two kind of criteria that i established a couple months ago and lose yourself certainly does it wow so three very very different sports anthems playlists i like this gomez i was i told you i was nervous i thought we were going to all have the same like eight songs and then have like one or two different so this is no. all over the place i love it i yeah, love it, is it big time 
So, Justin, why don't you take us through your entire playlist, track one through track ten, so the playlisters can hear your playlist in its entirety. All right, you got it. So, track one, leading off with Hell's Bells by ACDC for the New York Football Giants. It's a song to hear before kickoff, and it's going to be the song that kicks off the playlist. It's track two, Back in the New York Groove by Ace Freely. Just scored a touchdown early in the game. Well, let's celebrate. We're back in the New York Groove. Track three, Trick Daddy featuring Little John and Twista. Let's go. Crazy Train Remix. We're throwing a little bit of a hip-hop. Jump Around by House of Pain. Also throwing a little bit of hip-hop for track four. Track five, Def Leppard. Pour some sugar on me. Punch you in the face song. Track six, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Punch in the face, except it comes a little bit later in the song. Track seven, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Very stereotypical sports stadium song. Track eight, Hate Myself for Loving You by Joan Jett. If you listen to Sunday Night Football, you know this song and you love this song as a sports anthem. Track nine, Welcome to the Jungle. Track 10, Seven Nation Army by the White Strips. Probably the most played tune or part of a song, chorus, whatever you want to call it, high school and college games by marching bands. Gomez. Track one, series the Alan Parsons Project, known as the Chicago Bulls theme entrance. Number two, House of Pain, Jump Around. Track three, Fort Minor, Remember the Name, with a special guest with that one, Mike Shinoda. Track four, Wolfmother, Joker and a Thief. Track five, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis with Ray Dalton, Can't Hold Us Down. Track six, Kids Rock American Badass. Track seven, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Track eight, Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Track nine, Metallica's Enter Sandman. Track 10, ACDC's Hell's Bells. All right. My playlist started just like Justin, just like the New York football giants with ACDC's Hell's Bells. Then I went on to track two, The Who's Eminence Front. Track three, Republica, Ready to Go. Track four, Dropkick Murphys. I'm shipping up to Boston. Sorry, New York Giants and New York Yankee fans. I just, I just enjoyed the song. Please forgive me. Track five, House of Pain, Jump Around. Track six, Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Track seven, Metallica's Enter Sandman. Track eight, Beastie Boys, Sabotage. Track nine, Wolf Mother, Joker and the Thief. And track 10, Eminem's Lose Yourself. Three very distinct playlists, a couple of crossovers across the board here, two trifectas in ACDC's Hell's Bells and House of Pain's Jump Around. And now's the part of the program where we ask you, fellow playlisters, to head over to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com or click the link in our show notes to vote for which one of these playlists you feel is the definitive sports anthems playlist. Justin Pennick. Talking Giants, John Boy Media. Thank you so much for coming on this show. It's such a pleasure to have you on. I am going to ask one question, though, because yes. we are airing this episode before kickoff of the first Giants game of the season. So we are going to throw something out now. What is your prediction for the 2021-22 New York football Giants? And wins, seven losses. That is my official prediction. I do think Giants, they do break double-digit wins for first time since 2016. And then even before that, I believe it was the first time since 2012. They didn't even break uh, 10 wins in 2011, believe it or not, when they won the Super Bowl. They won nine games. But with the extra 17th game, I think it's going to give the Giants the extra push they need to get the double-digit wins. And knowing the NFC East, hopefully 10 wins is enough to win the division and get a home playoff game because that is certainly the goal for this year is the Giants getting that home playoff game, them winning the division, you know, maybe not getting a buy or, you know, 
the different playoff versions now, you you only get a buy if you're the number one seed. So not even going to get top two seed. Just win the division, win double digit games, ten games, win the East, get the home playoff game. That's the expectation for this year, and I hope the Giants are going to do it. They have a group of guys that you really want to root for, and I'm excited to root for them. And I'm also excited to you know Brian and Gomez. I hope you guys can make it to a game this year if you're making out to MetLife Stadium. I'm looking forward to meeting people this year. I'm looking forward to meeting Giants fans. We didn't get a chance to do that last year and getting everybody back in the stadium and enjoying hopefully more winning football than less winning football. That is the goal this year. Amen. And where can people find talking giants? Yeah. I mean, at talking giants on socials, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, get, our, get the Facebook needs some love. Facebook needs some love. Go, go, go give us a like on, on Facebook. If you're following us everywhere else too, uh, but YouTube, YouTube also subscribe to the YouTube Talking Giants, YouTube, socials, and also anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. Fellas, thank you so much for having me on. Whenever I get a chance to talk about something different rather than just football, which I do every single day of my life now, which I will never complain about. But anytime I do get to talk about something different and kind of expand my horizons when it comes to podcasting, I really do appreciate it. And I really embrace that challenge. So I hope all the listeners uh, enjoyed what I had to say and how I presented the track list, the playlist. And again, thank you for having me on. This was a ton of fun. Justin, I can't thank you enough for jumping on with us tonight. Um, As a true Giants fan, I'm hoping uh, 11 wins this year. And our favorite quarterback, DJ over there, Daniel Jones, throws for over 3,500 and something yards this year with 32 touchdowns and less interceptions and less fumbles. That will be my prediction for this year. And Kenny Galladay, we wish you the best of luck becoming a New York Giant this year and the whole team. But I'm looking forward to the Giant season. I'm looking forward to football this year. And Brian, anything else before I uh, close the show? 17-0. and 0. Yes. I love We're it. We're going to do what the Patriots couldn't do in 2008. I love it. Let's love do it. Seven, 17 and 0. Bob, Bobby Skinner always says my cause 17 and 0 and the Giants are going to win every single game 77 and nothing. So exactly. I like the way he thinks. I like, honestly, go. I've said this. I, I sing praises for talking Giants all the time on Twitter and on, on the playlist wars. It is my favorite sports podcast. You guys have a great thing going. Both these are class acts. You're a lot of fun to listen to. And I sincerely appreciate you coming on and nerding out about music with us. It's a blast. And uh, we look forward to listening to the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully we're celebrating a Super Bowl at the end of all of it. Amen. Amen. Amen on that. Well, I got to thank you guys again. Brian, as usual, thank you for being an awesome co-host. Justin, thank you again coming on from Talking Giants. And I got to thank you all, the playlisters. We'll see you next time when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com, or via voicemail at 201 644 6498. That's 201 644 6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.